Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Time Dropper for another 24-minute recap. Jesus. I was thinking we were in last year, 24-minute recap. Nah, welcome to Time Dropper for another post-game recap. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Time Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcast, leave a review if you'd like, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Time Dropper Pod. So for today's tonight's episode, it's going to be a shorter one. It was just one game on the schedule tonight for me, Clippers and the Magic. You know, two Clipper games in a row after coming off the 35-point win last night in Washington, D.C. Check that recap out. Recap out if you're interested or haven't heard it because it was a historic night. Largest comeback since 1996. Today, obviously, before I get going, I want to say as appropriate... It's been two years since one of the worst days in to my in my mind, and definitely in my life, but also just for basketball fans. Uh, you know, we really miss you, Kobe. Had a huge influence in my life. Miss all the people on that. You know, shout out to all the people on that. Uh, on that on that helicopter, man. Obviously, you know, Kobe is so famous. We usually talk about him, but the Mauser family, Altabelli family, Ma- uh, Chester family. Uh, condolences to them. I know this is a tough day for everybody and especially them. But, you know, I I don't want to reflect on that day really for you guys because I've talked about it so many times. And also, I I, re- I reference Kobe and talk about him so much in in the podcast already and in the, in the show already and make so much content on him. So I feel like I give my tribute in that way. So everybody knows how I feel about being. I mention him every night because we watch the Lakers, and it's hard not to compare guys to Kobe when you're watching greatness or greatness and high expectations in a Laker uniform. But let's get into the Clippers tonight. We're playing in Orlando. Still no Marcus Morris Sr. Same starting lineup as last night. Reggie Jackson, Zubats, and Nicholas Batum back into the lineup after being benched in the second half. And, of course, Amir Coffey and Terrence Mann, who have been our energizer bunnies and great length defensively to guard the premier guys and the other teams for these games. For the Magic, it was Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, and Jalen Suggs, a bunch of guys that have been in the league for less than five years. And Jalen Suggs, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he did not play us last time. When I went to the game and Reggie Jackson made that game winner, he didn't play us. So this is my first look at him in a Magic uniform. Uh, besides the Laker game, I believe he did play against the Lakers, but or another game. I've seen him play once this season, but he impressed me. And I know I saw him at Gonzaga. Obviously, everybody remembers that shot he made from like basically half court to knock off UCLA in the final in the final four. But he is really, really athletic, and like the way he went up strong and was attacking the basket in the first half really impressed me. Going up strong right at the teeth of the defense. There was one time where he was on a fast break. I think this was in the second half though. And he went right at the chest of Terrence Mann, just bounced off of, like, Terrence just bounced off of him, or Jalen just bounced off of him and went up 
double clutch, hung in the air for the layup. And he showed me some stuff. He definitely showed me some stuff a couple times where he was around the basket and he chose to dunk over layup. And, you know, he's not the tallest guy in the world. So that impressed me. He had an, effic- he had an efficient night, 14 points on 6 to 10 shooting. And I thought the Magic just came out with some energy, but I don't think the Clippers lacked energy. Our defense was good. You know, Amir Coffey, Terrence Mann, doing a good job getting over screens and using their length. And Amir Coffey and Terrence are really starting to just grow as players in more ways than one. We know about their defense and their effort, but I've been saying all season, at the, especially when we lose games, when we've lost those games at home in the vlogs, I've been saying that we need to develop Terrence more on the ball, you know, as a ball handler. Because in the pick and roll, Terrence definitely can get downhill. If bigs are dropping in the drop coverage, that mid-range game, he has a good understanding of when to take that shot, and so does Amir, and I think that keeps the defense honest. And when they're knocking that shot down, even if they're one of three for that shot, you know, when a big is in drop coverage, they stop and pop at the elbow for the mid-range. You know, even if they're like one for three for that shot, that one gets them thinking to step up a little bit, the illusion that he can make it. It's not like you're going up against a Rondo or a Ben Simmons type of situation. And that's starting to work for us, that Coffee is showing that he can hit that mid-range, that Terrence is showing that he can hit that mid-range, and then that lets defenses press up and lets them develop their passing game when guys help when they're going downhill. And Amir Coffee tonight really, really made some impressive plays in pick and roll or on dribble handoffs, like coming downhill and swinging passes to the weak side to guys like Eric Bledsoe, guys like Nico Batum for open threes. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like Amir Coffey navigating screens, you know, picking his angles, going side to side, like work waiting for the angle that he likes for when Zubat sets the screen or Hartenstein sets the screen. I'm so impressed. I can't believe what I'm seeing here. Like, the Brewmaster, this is a guy that we talked about amongst Clipper Nation. Yeah, I don't know how long he's going to be in the NBA. Can he ever break into our rotation? He probably won't be good enough to get in our rotation with this win-now mentality that we have going. He's good when we have guys injured or load management situations, but with everybody healthy, is Amir Coffey's not going to play. Well, uh, I was uh, whoever said that, and I could I was definitely one of those people that was not sure. We are being proven wrong every second now because Amir Coffey, the brewmaster, the Brim Reaper, is going to be a piece and a rotation piece to stay, even with Kawhi and Paul George, because there is no such thing in this league today as too much, too many guys that play defense, try hard, have length, and can knock down open threes. And Amir Coffey can do a little bit more than that. He can also get to the basket as well. And... Um... Yeah, Amir was great. Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, he did not have a great shooting night. And again, I mean, two shooting nights in a row. I thought that he was going to bounce back tonight. I'm not going to lie. And he did not shoot in the ball. He made some shots late, but over the course of the game, he got his looks, floaters, you know, his mid-ranges coming off screens, wasn't hitting. But I thought that the Magic, you know, it's funny because they were up by 14 points at one point. But we made just quick work of it by the end of the second quarter and had a one-point lead going into the half. We closed that quarter well. And I thought that Eric Bledsoe, when they went up, when the Magic were going up, made some careless plays. There was one sequence where he threw a pass up the court, like basically across the court, and it got intercepted and Jalen Suggs got a dunk out of it. And then 
there was another play right after he was standing like five feet behind the three-point line spacing the floor but no one's worried about him out there so they were just loading up on Terrence basically and I'm like dude cut to the basket or sink a little bit in or it was ridiculous but overall Eric he still hit a couple of shots here and there in the even in the first half but again Isaiah Hartenstein he only played 19 minutes tonight but just doing his thing, setting screens, finishing around the basket. He was two of three, finished a couple shots around the basket, and just doing the right things on defense, playing aggressive, and again, protecting the rim very well. And I just thought that we ended the second quarter well because guys like Luke Kennard were also just, you know, continuing to hit. He was coming also, you know, dribbling the ball, coming off picking and, pick and rolls, stopping and popping from the mid-range. Luke Kennard has that mid-range game. He really can shoot from all over the floor. One I, one thing I've noticed about Luke, though, is weakness is at finishing around the basket. That's his weakness. You know, he has a pretty decent floater, but right around the rim, he, he's, he, like, scared to take it, too. Like, you've noticed this. You guys notice this Clipper Nation on fast breaks. Luke Kennard stops for a lot of transition threes. I think it's because he doesn't like going to the rim and finishing up there. He doesn't get off the ground really like that, and it's just a skill he doesn't have right now, but he can develop it. He needs to just be, you know, try to get to the rim more, and that's one thing you can't, you don't have to worry about with Terrence and Amir Coffey. They go up strong. They go strong. They're athletic. They're tough. They will go right to the rim at the big man. And we saw more of that tonight. Nicholas Batum, nice bounce back game for him tonight. 12 points, 4 of 7 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. I thought in the third quarter, the Magic made it pretty interesting. Uh, They played with some energy. You know, Cole Anthony, he played with some energy. And he's a good player. He's shifty. He, He has some really questionable shots, though, that he took, like deep threes tonight, contested. I know he's capable of hitting some shots like that, but again, you know how I feel about contested threes. Not a great shot for anybody. And I used to say like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, these guys, I mean, Steph Curry right now is really struggling shooting the ball. But Cole Anthony, he he played pretty well, like 5 of 11, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 11 assists. And then Jalen Suggs, 14 points on 6 of 10. But this team is just so young. You know what I mean? Like but Gary Harris is like the and Terrence Ross are the closest things to vets that they have and like they're not like high iq vets gary harris came in the league less than 10 years ago like they just don't have any experience around these young guys so they're just a team that's just right now not very good they're gonna make a lot of mistakes they're just not that great so i wasn't it the clippers played well tonight they were organized they knew what they had to do on defense you know as i said switching the right actions uh being in drop coverage on the right actions on on the screens you know the big man coming up and hedging hard when need be against shooters. And they just did their job and played with effort. And on a back-to-back, that's all you can ask for as a fan. And we did the job. And again, you got to give credit to the coaching staff. They have the guys motivated, ready to play. They play intelligently on the defensive end. We've been one of the more solid defensive teams all year. And that's how you get it done. Defensive end. That's how you win basketball games and championships. I'm always pro-defense first. Always. And... We developed that. We have developed that this season. And another a big reason for that is Ivica Zubats. Down low, protecting the rim. He really outplayed Wendell Carter Jr. to me tonight. Wendell had 11 points, 9 rebounds, 4 of 10. But he had some moments where he did not trust the jump hook. He he did not look confident in his postgame at all. Zu, I you know, stats don't look like it, but Wendell Carter Jr. got 9 more minutes. Zu had 8.7 rebounds on 3 of 8. But his two shots late in the game, jump hook with his right hand, and then that left-handed little kind of a jump hook right outside the key was just off the pump fake was just beautiful and pretty much sealed the game for us. And in that fourth quarter, Eric Bledsoe actually, actually I should say the end of the third quarter, Eric Bledsoe 
put us cut it cut it down to a two point game. We were only down by two going into the fourth because Eric Bledsoe, despite what I said earlier, the thing about Eric is he just has unshakable confidence with his jump shot for whatever reason, and he's bound to make some eventually. And he hit a he hit a three, and then he actually had a really nice move where he was going downhill and then little step back, stop and pop or drive and step back to his right for a little 10-footer, and it was really nice. And in the fourth quarter, we got a little more Luke Kennard, got a little bit more of the Brewmaster. But and that, that there was an open three that Luke Kennard hit on a scramble in the fourth quarter. That was huge, absolutely huge. But the Ivica Zubats plays, and also, yeah, the Ivica Zubats plays late in the game, those shots were big. But I also do not want to forget about Justice Winslow who was very big in the fourth quarter with his offensive rebounds and the physicality that he brought. You know, guarding the ball, he did a really good job. I think Amir, Terrence Mann, and Justice Winslow all did a really good job fighting over screens and not giving up too much, not putting our big men, Zoo and and Isaiah, in situations where they basically had to guard two players at once. You always saw Winslow or or Amir or Terrence on their hip, and that's just great to have that kind of length and effort on our team. And Red, T- Justice Winslow getting offensive rebounds, playing that kind of defense, you know, being able to switch and guard multiple positions was really big for us in that fourth quarter. And Reggie Jackson ended up making some big shots at the end of the game, uh, including a pretty big three to put us up 96-87 with five and a half left. That was big. And the Clippers went on to win it. 111-102. to 102, uh, Three and two on this road trip now. Two wins in a row. And tonight we came back by came back from a 14-point deficit, which seems like chump change or, or nothing compared to the mini mouse compared to 35 points last night. But there's no quit in this team. Amir Coffey's getting better by the day. Terrence Mann starting to get he's starting to trust his jump shot more. And his jump shot's starting to improve. And not just open threes. Coming off the screen. Stop and pop from the elbow. Chris Paul style. Right elbow. Terrence Mann, Mir Coffee, the Brewmaster, Vince Zubots, Brandon Boston Jr. We got some great Luke Kennard. We got some great young players over in Clipperland. We really do. And I'm not talking assets. I'm talking here to stay. Let's go to the lines for the game tonight. For the Clippers, I should say. 35 to 24, by the way, in the fourth quarter for the Clippers. I already said Nico Batum, 12.7 rebounds on 4 of 7 shooting. I said Ivica Zubats, 8.7 rebounds on 3 of 8 shooting. Reggie Jackson, only 9 points. He had 4 turnovers as well. 3 of 11 from the field and 1 of 3 from 3, but that 1-3 was very big. Terrence Mann, 14 points. No rebounds, extremely rare for him. 6 of 9 from the field and 2 of 2 from 3. And the Brewmaster, 19 points. He was our leading scorer tonight. 5 of 12 from the field and 3 of 6 from 3. Also 6 of 6 from the line from the Brewmaster. So you got to love it. And then Luke Kennard, 17 points on 6 of 9 from the field and 2 of 3 from 3. Another great game for him. Brandon Boston Jr. only played 9 minutes tonight. He was 2 of 3 and had 5 points. But Eric Bledsoe, I'm going to end it with him. 13 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. On 5 of 14 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3. Like, there's just no reason why Eric Bledsoe should be shooting 7 threes in a game. He shot more threes than Amir Coffey. He shot more threes than Nico Batum. And he shot more threes than Luke Kennard. 
That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And Luke Kennard, I'm sorry, Justice Winslow, the last one, seven points, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals in 23 minutes of play. Even though he was 0-4, he still had seven points because he got to the line eight times. That was more than anyone else on our team. Eight times getting to the line. That's because he was playing rugged, going up to the, going straight to the rim, bulldozing, and you got to give him a shot. Give him a shout out. He has had some good moments in this road trip. Twenty-five and twenty-five is the record for the Clippers now. The Magic haven't even won. The Tragic, I should say, haven't even won ten games. So, yeah, sucks to suck, right? They're pretty poverty right now. But, hey. That's all for me tonight, guys. Thank you for joining me. Super Chats are turned on if you want to drop a dollar or a dime. Now we go to the live subscribers waiting patiently in the chat on this quiet night when the Clippers beat a Magic team that's sorry as shit. Good night, guys. And shout out to the Black Mamba. We love you and miss you, man. More content on you to come.